As entrepreneurs, we want to make a huge difference in the world. Some of us do. I have a remarkable entrepreneur who's taken really her purpose, her mission in life, and refined it over the last 25 years and is making a huge dent. And there are a lot of lessons that she's learned along the way as she built a very successful interior design business that are so applicable for all of us. And I've known this individual for several years now. We, uh, we both are in, uh, I think, three mastermind groups together, at least two for sure. And we are, you know, we spend a lot of time together and she's one of those individuals that I really have, has tremendous insights that are you know, so pragmatic, they're actionable, and most importantly, they get results. If you want to accelerate your success, you do not want to miss. Lisa Sini is going to be great. I'm John Bowen. You're at Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Lisa, I am so excited to be with you here. You know, most of the time, this is the first time I think I've been with you virtually. We've always been together, and you are such a global, global player. I know you just got back from uh, Croatia, and you were able to make time to share some of your really valuable insights. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm excited. Well, you know, Lisa, you know, we, we talk all the time about, you know, how can we really create more value for our clients? And, you know, one of the things you and I are big believers in the free market systems is we create more value. You know, we do well by doing good by others. And you have led a life of that. And before we kind of dive into some of the life lessons that I want you to share with your fellow entrepreneurs, what I'd love to do is just get the backstory of how you got to where you are today. Well, uh, I started out, uh, went to school for design and uh, was following my passion and then through various different jobs ended up as director of design and then the company was sold and went public and I had two wonderful mentors that were males that told me I should start my own company and that was about 18 years ago. And in that I have done everything from military bases to high level acute care nuke med units and then settled in on senior living, which has just kind of, you know how you don't really think you're gonna end up someplace, but it ended up being my passion. So that's where um, I'm at right now. We work all over the world um, and get to bring better solutions to seniors. And now it's kind of a hot topic on everybody's mind. Well, I know one of the things you and I talk a lot about is this whole concept of human longevity, uh, you know the, you know, in all the mastermind groups, one of the goals. I, I don't know about you, Lisa, but you know, for me is, I, I do want. You know, we've got a mutual friend, Peter Diamandis, uh, and he has his mastermind group, uh, Abundance Three Hundred and Sixty, uh, that we're in. And one of the things, his big belief in human longevity with his partners, he's got a company, Human Longevity, is that we can live to a hundred in a high quality of life and. And, you know, as we're doing this and we're pushing the envelope, one of the things is, 
you know, how we're going to live is changing. And, and you've really taken this as a passion, a call to action to address this. I have, and I think part of it is my family has longevity. Uh, my one set of grandparents live to 99 and 100. I have my grandmother right now and my parents living with me, and she's 94. So, um, you know, I don't see losing them anytime soon. So I have a high uh, initiative or a vested interest in trying to figure out how to make them have the best quality of life and get them taken care of, because if they're living better, I'm living. Well, this is what the one thing, uh, this is where I, I think this, you know, if we think of aging, I'm gonna just say as a disease, this is the one thing that everybody watching and listening to this podcast, we're all getting. <laughs> and we would like to, you know, to the extent possible, really improve it. And, you know, as you built, you know, really designing and, and helping to, to, to facilitate, you know, higher quality living facilities, I mean, all of us, you know, have visions. Uh, I can still remember as a, a young child, I, I had, I did a magic show and I, I, I went to the local nursing homes and I would do the show. And, and really the way they were set up, it was very depressing. And, you know, I do my little piece to try to put a little, uh, you know, kind of entertainment as entertaining as I could be right, at right. that time. And it's just, you know, and, and I, and I see, you know, there's improvements coming and, you know, and I'm sure you're one of the people driving it, but, you know, how is it being respond to the industry? I just want to get that background because this is something, you know, all of us care about because, you know, either we have elderly parents or we have, you know, friends have elderly parents or some of the younger entrepreneurs have maybe elderly grand grandparents uh, that, you know, we're sure. concerned with. So I, um, I was shocked in, in being at some of the same mastermind groups as you in uh, Abundance 360 and learning about all the technology that was out there and how my industry, and America really leads this, was acting um, like none of it existed. So they were, they're still building homes that they're calling state of the art that would be like the 1920s when a lot of the houses didn't have indoor plumbing or electricity. Mm -hmm. And yet we could be going so much further. Um, the Japanese and the Danish are doing incredible things. Germany is doing incredible things. Spain is doing incredible things. And they're using technology. So I took on the initiative to say, you know, what can we do from induction looping technology to exoskeletons uh, to data mining and artificial intelligence and wrote a book on it. And it was really industry specific, but I'm finding that people are buying it that are just baby boomers. And they're saying, you know, I got to figure this out. My dad is, you know, in this, or I don't want him to live with me, but I want him to be happy. You know, those kinds of things. Now, so I, they don't want to end up in the situation of the status quo. So it's a really, um, it's a shot across the bow. Um, and now I'm living in a social experiment, you know, with my parents and my grandmother, mm -hmm. and we're going to be doing a documentary on that. And I'm experimenting on them all the time. So <laughs> how do they feel about this, Lisa? Yeah, it's interesting. At first, it's always kind of a, um, what are you having us doing? And, you know, I have an Italian family, so they, you know, my dad will use some choice words and tell me he's not going to do it, and we work through it. And afterwards, he's like, you better not take that away from me. And it <laughs> might be anything from a bidet toilet to a camera we put on on grandma um, to lighting that might be uh, automatic or... Um, some smart technology like the Alexa or on the refrigerator. So we're trialing out everything. And 
now they're kind of getting into it. They're excited, you know, as to what's going to come down the road. My mother, who's 76, recently got on Snapchat. Yeah, no, it's, and, uh, and and it's it, amazing. It me. really is. I mean, I, I just got my dad on Alexa, or got him on yep. Alexa. And he's a little upset with me, though. You know, he, he likes, you know, the newsflash, a few other features it's doing and so on. But my stepmother loves opera, and she's found out with Prime <laughs> Music she can play almost any opera, and he's tired of hearing all these operas all the time. So, exactly. the, you know, so technology can be dangerous. you got to be careful here. You do. You have to, you know, you have to be, you have to be careful and you have to figure out, but you know, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Well, and, and the thing that I love, Lisa, what you're doing, and I, I want to go the, you know, really kind of license or yeah, lessons learned, um, kind of key takeaways from your career. And I'm going to, I'm going to name the first one. Cause I, I know this is an important one to you and I, but it's the lifelong learning. And, you know, so many people kind of, you know, do, you know, read a book every once in a while and all that. You and I are showing up I and mean, we've got really busy schedules. We've got successful businesses and we're showing, and we've got families and everything else. So we're showing up at these events. And, you know, I'd love you to share kind of why you do it. And then, you know, I mean, the book's an example, and I want to, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, you, you actually go and execute off this stuff, too. Because, I mean, you know, so many people kind of go, well, I'll just go and nothing really happens. And um, that's not the case for you. Now, um, you know, without when I first started the business, I wasn't in any kind of coaching group or accountability group. And then I got invited into one and it happened to be WPO, which is women's president. Mm -hmm. And then I got into EO. And then I heard about Strategic Coach and 25K, and then it went onward. And it seemed like each group was getting to be a higher and higher level. And I found a couple things. Is one, I was a better manager, I was a better wife, I was a better mother, I was a better designer from having experienced these all these other folks. And my world was opened up, just like when you travel, so mm -hmm. all the different industries kind of cross-pollinate, and I was able to learn things that I was able to bring back, and I was able to talk on a more intelligent level, relate more to other folks, and then really held myself accountable. So, um, you know, I'm just one of those people that I want to get an A. So every time I come back every quarter, I want to have done what I did, you know, checked off the list before. And I think that's a little bit of the driver, but also being around people that are growth, oriented, it's iron sharpens iron. And um, you have to be willing to coach um, and be coached. I think I love that, that professional athletes, they still get coached. Um, you would think that the top athletes in the world wouldn't need a coach on the sideline. And I've been watching soccer lately and the Cavs, and they all have coaches on the sideline. And yet as entrepreneurs, I think we forget that. Well, and the, the other thing that I find uh, that I know you and I have had many side conversations and you kind of mentioned it but you know it's that you know sometimes I mean we got we're both pretty successful and all that stuff and all of a sudden somebody will share a story and it's like wow and you know and we've gone out drinking with them having dinner and that type of thing and you know he's not that smart or she's not that smart and you know if they can do that and what it does is it's you're hanging out in a crowd of very like-minded people that really want to make a difference and you know we're doing that kind of on you know our podcast and the other things with AAS Nation but there's just that dynamic of getting together that's pretty amazing. 
I think you put it perfectly. I mean, I, I, I don't think I wanted to say that, but since you put it out there, I think I gained so much confidence by knowing and going to dinner with people I considered my friends, but I considered them my equal, or maybe, hey, I can hang in that conversation. And when they would do things that were greater, was greater, I'm like, well, I could do that. If they could do that, I surely could do that. So it, it helped me to get over the hump of maybe um, some insecurity or thinking I didn't have enough time. I had one person say to me one time, well, how much TV do you watch when I said I didn't have enough time? Yeah, yeah, I know. And I did the calculation and I'm like, oh, well, if I cut out an hour of TV a night and put it towards writing a book, where would I be a year from now? No, you'd be where you are now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was a very great, it was a wonderful lesson. You know, and this is where, you know, one of the things is entrepreneurs, so often we have friends and family that aren't entrepreneurs. And I don't know how your situation is, but mine, I have a lot of friends and uh, uh, that are not entrepreneurs here locally. Uh, and then and family members that aren't. And then, you know, they, they think I'm a little weird. I'm wired wrong. But, you know, when I hang out in a mastermind in this learning environment, it's just, it's amazing. But let me go, one of the things that's always impressed me because, you know, in your area, it's kind of like for all of us as entrepreneurs, is you have more success. There's just so many opportunities and so many different areas. And at least I always think of you as very pragmatic, very focused. And, you're clear on your mission, and how, how has that been important? What would you recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? Well, I think when you're, when you're clear on your mission and you stay in your lane where, or your unique ability, I think entrepreneurs have a tendency to be a little ADD and jumping all over the place. Um, but if you really stay in your lane and your unique ability and follow that, I look at it as mining the mine. So some, I might have went in for gold and I've got the gold, but I've already got the structure. So now why don't I look for emeralds or something else that's in the mine? Because I've already built the structure before I pull out and I get, you know, some sparkly thing over on another mine that I've got to start all over with. And at the beginning, I kind of was doing that. And then I'm like, you know what? I can get a lot more out of this, a lot more value if I stay in my lane. And I found that my creativity and my unique ability had little to do with the actual uh, work that I was doing. It was providing clarity to the team. It was helping others and meeting their mission versus maybe one particular sector. Well, and it's in what, you know, I, I think you're saying, I wanna be clear about this, is that what happens, at least what I, I've found is, you know, you call it staying in your lane and it's that you know, be clear on your mission that as you, you really dive deep, you know, in the niche, um, all these other opportunities, I mean, Dan Sullivan, our mutual friend from Strategic Coach, uh, you know, he, I think he calls it strategic byproducts that, you know, by, you know, you're just so deep in it and you're kind of, you know, doing all the stuff and you could go chase this next opportunity that sounds really good. Or you can kind of wait to see what the marketplace, your, what your community, your tribe, the group that you're hanging out with, you know, really what they're going to need. And so often you're so uniquely positioned to serve them in that. Exactly. So, you know, one thing is we started out as designers and then we found that what, uh, when all the departments were cut well, all over the country, that they really needed project managers. So we became certified in project management and started doing that and working with the military. Then we found that all the financial analysts had kind of went to by the by side. So we started doing performa development 
is it design? No, it's all related to design and it's all supportive, but it's still staying in our lane and we're experts in it. And I have to say that the revenue and profit margins we get from the strategic byproducts are much higher than what we initially started with from the design side. Well, I'll tell you, I see this all the time. And, you know, in my business too, there's just so many opportunities, but as long as I stay within, you know, really the marketplace that we're serving, it, it just makes a big difference. And the, the part that what I love that it's kind of crazy is oftentimes those strategic byproducts have higher margins, which is really good, as you right. said. The other thing that it does, and I know it's done this for you, is it, you know, what we all, everybody's talking about is differentiate yourself. And I don't know how many interior design firms there are, um, but my guess is there's a lot. <laughs> and what happens is, you know, you try to make yourself distinctive. And one of the ways of doing this is you're, do, you're providing more and more turnkey service that are just, going to really take care of the client in all the areas they need. And yeah, they could go get a project manager, they can hire, they can go do the interior design, they can do this, or they can come to Lisa in your group and it's done. Correct. And, you know, I think understanding, especially with um, all of the think tanks and mastermind groups that we're in, is that one of the largest values that we can provide our customers in any field is reducing the amount of noise and providing them with trusted solutions. So I, I don't like to go to the grocery store, you know, because there's too many choices. It wastes too much of my time. I just want a good meal. Yeah. So, you know, I prefer to go to a restaurant now. Um, my clients kind of feel the same way. They want a good meal. They really don't care how it was prepared, where the vegetables came from, who hired the cooks, how much the oven costs. They just want the end result. And if I can take all the rest of that away from them, then they're happy. And then it allows them to focus on their core mission. Well, and it's, it's so often, I'm thinking of a, another friend of ours, uh, and she, uh, Lisa Savovich, uh, she talks about, and this is, she has some research she's done and uh, pulled together, aggregated. And I think it's so important for us as entrepreneurs. We get so caught up in our processes and so on. And we all want to talk about our processes. And you know, both leases here are talking about really all the clients or our customers care about are results. They, they want to get there, you know, whether it's dinner, whether it's, you know, uh, senior living, a complete design, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you do, they want the results. I mean, it's about 90% of what your messaging should be is on the results and about 10% on the process. But by having this rich result, you create so much value, Lisa. I mean, that's what's so impressive. Well, thanks. I mean, you have to, you kind of have to just figure out that, you know, if you were in that position, how would you want it to be handled? And we always talk about that. But it is totally about the result. So, you know, if it comes out at the wrong time or, or, or too late or whatever the case is, um, you know, if the wedding dress doesn't show up when you're ready to get married, it doesn't matter <laughs> how beautiful it was. Um, and if we can put it into those type of analogies, and then you can, I think part of the process and your in your products is to coach your clients on trusting you. And that helps. But they still, when it comes down to it, it's about the results. And, yeah. and giving them more value than they think um, 
they paid for. Well, and, and to do that, one of the things that I, I like, Lisa, that you've done, and you know, we hang out with all these uh, individuals. I mean, the fellow entrepreneurs that are very successful, and you know, the different mastermind groups we're in, and and uh, you know, a number of them, particularly Peter's group, uh, Peter Diamandis' Abundance Three Hundred and Sixty. I mean. They talk about technology as you know about eighty percent of it, and then you know in in Joe Polish's Genius Network, you know they're talking about all the different tools for the internet and this software and that, and even in Strategic Coach Dan Sullivan's, there, there's a lot of talk because technology is a great facilitator. But one of the things that you really focus on is simple technology, and maybe you could share um, you know with your, your peers what that means. Sure. Um, I look at technology of what I always look at what the kids are using because the kids are a um, deciding factor. They really don't care that IBM developed it or Apple developed it or who developed it. It's whether it works or it doesn't work. So I will find out that there is um, a way to, you know, Skype that's different. Um, for instance, uh, my son is in uh, Canada playing semi-pro soccer. My daughter is in Rome studying archaeology. I travel. My husband was at a different location. How do we have our family meeting every week? Well, my son's like, oh, there's a new software called Ovu, and it's free. So we can all foresee each other. Now, I guarantee you in six months, everybody's going to know about that. But we're already using it. Um, it, I mean, I remember years and years ago when I started the business, I couldn't figure out how to find something. And this nine-year-old kid on the street said, you ought to Google it. And I said, Google? That sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And he goes, no, just trust me. And I said, well, how do you spell it? And I went and I Googled it. So um, I find that kids really adapt um, and they're able to maneuver through and, and find the technology and take hold of it and make it incredibly valuable. Um, quickly, just like the, uh, you know, my, my mother is now Snapchatting. So, you know, all of those kind of messaging and then how people react to it, I think we really have to watch. Um, we try not to pay big software um, fees and get too locked into things because technology is changing too fast, I think, to get so stuck in one, one way of doing something. I'm always amazed the companies that approach me for a 10% discount for a three-year contract. It's like, right. okay, right. I don't even know if you're going to be here next week, let alone, you know, technology firms. So, you That's know, exactly right. well, and, 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 and I think there's a lot to, I mean, we don't want to be on the bleeding edge here, you know, and certainly spending time for you or I, or, you know, our peers to, you know, learn every piece of new technology, but, you know, with the kids, younger generation, you know, some of the, whoever's the early adapters, you know, let them prove it out and then bring it to you. And wow. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's like today we're, I mean, Lisa, where are you today? I don't I'm in know. Columbus, Ohio today. Okay. So, I was in Chicago yesterday. And I'm in Silicon Valley and, you know, you and I are talking and we're, you know, we're, I mean, we're over Skype, or we're using some technology, you know, extremely uh, cost effective for, you know, really hundreds of dollars. You can, you know, create this kind of video where before, I mean, probably six or seven years ago, we would have had a backup satellite trucks at each of our locations right. to do the quality that we're doing now and spend, you know, tens of thousand renting uh, uh, satellite time. And, and this is, you know, if you can just, you don't have to stay way up, but using these tools has been uh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, how about in serving your clients? Uh, 
Yeah, we, um, we have found that some of the best tools that we can use are crowdsourcing tools. So I have now access, especially in the U.S. and Columbus, we have uh, way more jobs than we have people. Um, mm -hmm. And then the folks that, you know, are working aren't necessarily um, as skilled as I can get worldwide. So things like data mining, 3D rendering, um, virtual assistant, um, all of those types of things we use, you know, Upwork and CrowdSpring and 99designs, creating logos. We now can do renderings for our clients uh, that were about $2,400 a rendering for now $180 out of China. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. So now instead of using it, you know, just for the client for marketing, we're using it to actually better what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, why why not spend that little extra? Because a little extra isn't that much. And I mean, I'm I'm using, you know, predictive analytics. I mean, we're do, using these big data sources and, you know, and, you know, design, marketing, data, you know, and I'm in Silicon Valley, and I've actually the uh, people are in Baton Rouge that I'm using. So right. you know, it's yeah. just, it's just you know, there's more cost effective, and they're really top people. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. So we're doing that with our clients. We're also doing a lot of virtual reality, starting to do that, um, which is interesting. That you can design, and then they can immerse themselves actually in the space, and then we're going to be translating that into helping seniors to maybe be on a dig with my daughter. She's got a little 3D camera and my grandmother might be able to watch her or other people and upload it on Periscope, which yeah. is another software that the kids are yeah, using. Yeah, no, the Twitter owns it. It's, yes. it's yeah. just, I mean, there's, there's so many different tools and you don't need to have everything, but to pick a few that you can really use to differentiate yourself and add value, you know, particularly whatever your clients are using or could use that's easy, you know, bring that. But what I was talking about clients, one of the things that um, this has been over uh, a glass of wine, you and I've talked about this in the past, is choosing our clients wisely. And this comes with a little bit of experience. But, you know, what does that mean to you, Lisa? Yeah, when I first started the business, I pretty much would take any client that I could get because I was so scared I wouldn't be able to make payroll. And then as you get into it and you're five years in and then 10 years in and before you know it, you're 18 years in, um, you get blessed enough to have the luxury to go, you know what, I don't want to work with a client that my tr test is, I don't care how rich you are, I don't care how famous you are, I don't care where you travel. If I was in a crisis situation and I needed something done for my kids or my family, could I call you and you would be able to help me out? And now, I mean, they'd have to be in the area or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. But if I feel that they could do that and I would do that for them, that's a good fit. We try to have right fit clients because we want to be in a marriage. We want to be a partnership. We don't be, want to be a commodity or a vendor. There's, there's too much work out there to have that kind of relationship if you really know what your mission is. Well, and, and I totally agree. I mean, this is one where, you know, and it's easier said as you have success to do this, but one of the reasons why we're having success is we do it. Because when you choose the wrong clients, 
the amount of effort that you put in to, to try to keep them satisfied and really understand what they don't understand and everything else versus where you really have a true partnership. You're kind of building off each other and, you know, for that great good. I mean, it's really fun. It's what business should be. It is. It is. And, you know, we work a lot now. Um, if you love what you do, you end up spending a little bit more time than 40 hours a week, I think. So you ought to spend it with people that you enjoy. Yeah, no, and it's something that, you know, to deliver real value to people you enjoy doesn't get better. Let me change and go into a different segment because I want to go to it. We mentioned it before, but it's the book of the day. And Lisa, what I do is, you know, I, I, I ask entrepreneurs, you know, their favorite book, but if somebody's just written a book, I don't give them a choice. Their favorite book has to be theirs. <laughs> and and I, I'm going to put it up on the screen on Amazon. And I, I honestly, I apologize. I didn't know you wrote this. So I, I will be downloading it and taking a look at it. But I mean, it looks really impressive. I love the cover. It's not, you know, you, you know when you think of senior living, that's not the cover. The future is here. Senior living reimagined wow yeah yeah um it, my parents were very disturbed by the cover by the way <laughs> uh, but it really it kind of symbolizes where we're going is that um just as leds um uh, have you know very much changed where our lighting has gone lighting was the technology besides the microchip it was you know, it made it so that we could work in factories and that people could be, you know, read books at night and be schooled and lighting changed a lot of things. And I basically go through a little history lesson of where technology has been. Um, also acknowledge the fact that I think we think seniors can't adapt, yet they have adapted to more technology. My grandmother has seen the Model T, the airplane, radio, TV, uh, the internet, cell phones. She's seen everything. Um, and she just rolls with it. Um, so I think seniors are way more apt to adapt. And I go into, you know, kind of details on, I was blessed enough to interview the top industrial designers for GE and where they're going with appliances and how they're going to help folks out. And it's really interesting what they have to say. And then Corning Glass and Philips Lighting, Peter Diamandis, um, uh, printing, 3D printing food and dentures and hearing aids and prosthetics, um, data mining and artificial intelligence. Um, you know, very, very shortly here, uh, which I would say already, you have the bionic person. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a merge between, you know, electronics and technology, and we don't really want to admit it, but it's, it's coming whether you're um, old or young um, the implants are there and how we work and assisting our muscles just to be able to be stronger just with a little bit of stimulation. Well, you know? So that takes away wheelchairs and then you're able to able body walk anywhere you want. And can your grandmother drive now? Um, no, no, she's 94. Um, okay. Actually, she was a lady, a Southern Belle, and so she never. Oh, she never drove. Okay. She never drove. Um, <laughs> and she's got a little bit of Alzheimer's dementia. So we're mm -hmm. studying what we can do with her, but anything from bidet toilets to um, uh, cameras, we do the Piper camera, but Lowe's has one called Iris, other folks have one where we can turn it on, check on her and uh, safety mechanisms. So we're trialing all these things out, seeing what we can do. Um, it's really, really interesting uh, when we start to study patterns and data mining, and then you do 
health care that's particular to you, John, mm-hmm. versus every other man your age, you know, how much better you can be. No, it, it is. I mean, there's so much going on. Uh, I did go down to Peter's uh, Human Longevity Clinic and did, my wife and I went down and we did the full genetic test and all that stuff. And and it's, you know, it's a small percent now that they can actually, you know, make the cocktails and the drugs and so on. But I mean, this is racing ahead so quickly. I'm imagining for my dad, who's 86 and in pretty good health, but not, you know, quite as mobile. You know, he's fortunate and mine's 100% there. Um, he, you know, I worry he lives out in the country. You know, it's a tougher setting. We've got a great person that's, t- you know, making sure the stuff that he can't do anymore is being done. But he loves being mobile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my stepmom's 89. And, you know, boy, I, I'm hoping the, you know, Elon Musk and the rest of the guys, you know, whoever gets the, these, the cars to get to that level. Or, you know, maybe it's Uber still and, you know, kind of the combination, but more in the country setting. But, you know, this is, it's, it's really a great time to be alive. It is a fantastic time. And I find that um, this might be simple, but just the connection. So being able to have, just like we're Skyping right now, uh, my kids connect with my grandmother where if I could teach her how to work that and I turn it on for her and I put the Mm -hmm. earbuds in, even though she doesn't have a hearing aid, she's completely zoned in and connected. Oh yeah. And that kind of joy um, changes how long somebody can live um, and changes what they wanna do and how engaged they are. So, you know, it really is anything from an exoskeleton to the refrigerator, you know, notifying you that your mom hasn't eaten in the last 12 hours because she hasn't opened it up. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, it's hard to imagine. And that's why we have people like you imagining <laughs> each of these areas because you got to bring it together and the quality of life, you know, is if, if nothing else, you should take care of yourself. You know, everybody watching this because, or listening, because, you know, you're going to live longer, very exactly. likely, and be able to take advantage of all this. And we want to have, you know, bring the the body along in pretty good shape to be able to enjoy this stuff. Lisa, let me, I'm going to put up your website and show your business. Tell us a little bit about the business and what's here. And, you know, I'm not sure we'll have anybody that's working in this, you know, exact space, but if they were, how they might reach out to you. Right. Um, Well, you're more than happy to reach out to me at um, our website and my email, which is lcini.com. C-I-N-I at mosaicdesignstudio.com. And you'll also be able to, very shortly, there'll, I'll have my own website um, that ties to the book. Uh, that's supposed to come online in about a, a week or so. Um, we work all over the world. Um, we're, the, I guess we are kind of charting the way on how this is going to be. Um, we do everything from kind of advising our clients on performa development and how, um, what the numbers they need to have to be able to make something successful. So uh, we work with a lot of REITs and that type of thing. Uh, to somebody that just wants to invest, it's, a, it's an incredibly great investment. Um, and then, you know, coming forward, we're going to be moving forward with how then could you handle something in your home? And really connecting the technology that allows you, John, to stay in your home longer. And let's say, you know, it's not an age thing, but you need to have a knee replacement. 
well, what can I do to make my life better? Those type of products and bringing that to you. Yeah, no, this is, it's so great. And it's, and this is that great time to be alive. Let me kind of wrap up in uh, the key takeaways here, you know, and, and sum up the lessons learned. I mean, you know, number one, Lisa and I are totally committed to lifelong learning. This is how we grow, how we, and it's, and it's an exponential and you can hear kind of Lisa's progress. I've shared mine along the way and we've had so many other fellow entrepreneurs. And if you're not doing this, you're missing out. Second is being clear on your mission. You heard how Lisa's used her unique ability to, to, to really get very focused and make a difference, not only in her client's life, but her teammates, her family and her community. And, and that's so important. And then simple technology. Um, don't, you know, we don't need to ha spend a fortune. I, I have a virtual business. I'm, I'm in Silicon Valley uh, Global Headquarters as a pool house. And I have enterprise level software on everything we do. We've got about 45 people working in our businesses. And it's just amazing how cost effective what we can do today and, and what's being built for it. And then my favorite, Lisa, is choose your clients well. We're looking for partnerships. And you know, one of the things you go, well, I'll do that when I really hit that number of success. Now, do it before, and that's how you're going to hit that number of success. Lisa, I, I want to thank you profusely uh, for joining me. I know you're, you're out there making a difference, and I uh, uh, wish you the best of continued success for all our listeners and viewers. You know, go to AES Nation. I've got the, the uh, website right above me. And go, uh, make sure to go there. We'll have the transcription, all the links that Lisa and I talked about, and your clients, you know, really your, your teammates, everybody's counting, and particularly your family too and you. There's so much of a great life ahead if you take action on this. Lisa, thank you again. Thank you very much. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.